Hello everybody and welcome to the Explosion Network's uh, Doctor Who after show. My name is Dylan Blight. Joining me as always, Ashley Hobley. Hey Dylan. Hey Ashley. Very <laughs> <laughs> rupt out there. Uh, so it's... we are going to be breaking down this week's episode. It is titled Rosa, directed by Mark Ton. Ton Tonderai, Tonderai, something along those lines. Written by Mallory Blackman and written Mallory. also by Chris Chibnall. Got it? Did I get it this week? Did I get it this week? Yeah, Chibnall? it's Mallory Blackman. Okay, but how, let's focus on Chris, who I have struggled <laughs> with previous weeks. Hello to Rock and Mummy in the chat, of course. If you're joining us on Twitch.tv, we can watch the show live, 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 live. I need like a megaphone uh, thing or like a mixed keyboard where you can like, you say something and you can hold a button and it holds it and then you can like press it to, you know, like repeat yourself like a DJ. Anyway. Subscribe um, to you so we can invest yeah, in. I afford these very high tech uh, components solely for mixing weird things on, on, on the go, <laughs> on the bits on the go. Um, this week's episode synopsis is Montgomery, Alabama, 1955. The Doctor and her friends find themselves in the deep, deep south of America as they encounter a seamstress by the name of Rosa Parks. They begin to wonder whether someone is attempting to change history. Thank you for rocking mummy in the chat, resubscribing in for the eight months. That's eight months. for It's solely for this show as well, Ash. I don't know if you know. It's solely for yeah. this show. Um, first question I want to say about this week's episode. This yeah. may seem weird, and you may be like, of course, Dylan. Who doesn't? But did you know who Rosa Parks was before this yes. episode? Okay, thank you. That is honestly the answer I would expect. I would expect ninety nine percent of the population to say yes. However, I brought this conversation. I brought this episode up with my family today. Um, brother, mum, yep. dad. I brought up this episode um, because spoilers. I quite like it a lot, and, and when I like something a lot, I just I just want to talk to people about it. And because I had to wait until this this time of the night to talk to you about it, <laughs> I I had to go for what I had, which was people eating dinner and me being like, "Jerry, Doctor Harry, like was really good this week, guys. I know you don't watch it, but uh, <laughs> do you want to listen to me tell you how great it was?" Um, what an impression. Yeah, yeah that's, that's exactly how I talk at, at dinner time. Um, <laughs> yes, yeah, so I was like, you know, Rosa Parks, Rosa Parks, and everyone's like, "Who?" Which I was like, really? Like, I yeah. understand we're not American, so maybe there's a... Yeah. I, I think 99% of the world's population is a strong, yeah, very hyperbole. My f you reckon? Do you reckon there's actually... Yeah. Oh, I, suppose I would assume that... a lot of Australians yeah. don't know who Rosa Parks is if they do don't follow American history. Or, I, like, like such as... I feel like I only know who Rosa Parks is from like late night TV. Just making fun of Americans about racism and stuff. And it Were just you not taught about so her in school? She's been brought up. He was never like it was never. It was never a thing like, in school. Sorry. It was never a thing in school. No, I didn't get taught about that. <laughs> I I know I did. I remember spending a day talking about her solely. So I, I don't know what the 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 cross difference between I don't know. It's, it's interesting though, is what it is. Um, but I suppose if you don't know who Rosa Parks is before we get into the episode, uh, if you watch the episode, you now should know who she is because the episode is basically serves as an educational tool as to who Rosa Parks is. I suppose um, Rosa Parks was a lady who, uh, black lady, importantly, who in a, a time where there was segregation on buses, refused to take a stand by sitting. Yes. Or she took a stand by not taking a stand. Yeah, she took a stand by not taking a stand, really. However, however that works out. 
<laughs> go about that one. But, yeah. Um, and basically, a lot of people consider her up there with, in you know, people name her shortly after Martin Luther King. Yeah. Um, in, in the, influential. In getting, influential, yeah. Ending segregation and that sort of thing. In some regards, yeah. So, important, important figure. Figure in history. Yes. In history, yeah. In American history. Yeah. Um, I guess it's still history. Yeah. And so a little bit of trivia for this episode also that I found quite interesting was that this episode takes place eight years before Doctor Who originally started airing, which just shows you how long this show has been airing. And also has that funny thing, because if you go back and look at the original couple seasons of Doctor Who, when they're time traveling, they're going back to caveman days and stuff, you know, like, because that's, we're yeah. going to go all the way back then. They obviously wouldn't be traveling back eight years in time because it's still... <laughs> current day events would be too recent yeah it's, it's way too recent which is it's funny how the show has gone for so long now that they can travel back in time to only eight years before the show started and do an episode about an event there because that's how how long the show has been going just an interesting bit of trivia for it I, I, I suppose um let's get into it though what are your overall thoughts on Rosa this week's episode yeah it was really good um, I think once again, the villain wasn't pivotal to the story, but uh -huh. I don't think that took anything away from it, but, um, yeah, it was a really good story, uh, self-contained pretty much. Um, yeah, there was some good jokes and then it like got super uncomfortable, like in the way it's supposed to get uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I, I didn't like the last like five, 10 seconds. Is anything? I think they could have the, done something different. The comet or the yeah. asteroid, sorry. Yeah, the asteroid. Yeah. The, well, the funny thing about that is that's real. Yeah, but how does that mean signify that she changed the universe? I, I don't know. But they they just yeah. tied it into space by saying, "Hey, look, there's an asteroid," and which I thought was a corny joke. And then I saw yeah. someone on Twitter point out, no, that is real. Like it's some number to it. It's like asteroid 23,000, something like that is actually named Rosa Parks. I didn't know. Yeah. I, I actually had no idea that we named asteroids. And by we, I mean the human race. But I had no idea that <laughs> asteroids were named. You know, I didn't know that was a thing. Because in my mind, asteroids are something that surely they don't. Like how do you sure. spot we just them? need they're to name with, everything. The thing with rocks that they just they got holes. Surely they they kind of all look the same. You lose track of them easy. I don't, I don't know. Wouldn't that be the worst if you were named after an asteroid was named after you, and that's the asteroid that comes pivoting the Earth? Be quite awkward. I feel like yeah. is how it end up. Um, Armageddon would be different. <laughs> a lot different movie. Yeah. It was, um, I don't know. Armageddon. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But Haley's comment, Rock and says in the chat. That's true. That is the thing. Haley's yeah, comment. That's yeah. a comment that like does a is like Just moving. shoots over. It looks nice. There you go. Buy buy comment. Asteroid. Killed dinosaurs. It's just there. Or so they say. Just floating in space until it's some sort of gravitational pull hmm. pulls Science. it towards something. Um I think this is one of the best Doctor <laughs> Who episodes in recent years though, easily. Hands down. Um and it's my favourite episode since Heaven Sent, which is I think is Peter Capaldi's best one by far. Um, that is the one where he's basically just by himself and he's wandering through the the castle oh, yeah, the time thing or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so he's just he's just stuck there. And that episode is basically basically just Peter Capaldi can fucking act, 
and here he is yeah. do, doing that for you. And that that mo- that episode is really good, but that episode is completely different to this one, of course. And the reasons yeah. I like Heaven Sent are completely different to the reasons I like um, Rosa. But I, I, it would be hard for me to lock in the score because I, I really haven't sat down to try and break down if I had to put a number on it. But it's easily like a nine or a ten for me. Well, maybe we'll find out what your score is at the end of this episode. <laughs> maybe by the end of it, I'll I'll chuck a number on it. But it, it's it's definitely up there. I could watch it easily again. Now, I feel like it's uh, an episode that you could easily run away. Uh, easily straight away out there, I cried in this episode, you know? So, that's if I, if I cry in an episode of something, then it's, it's, you're getting points. You're, you're obviously hitting on the emotional level, which is going to hit there. I'll find it hard to argue... You could be like, Dylan, I didn't cry. I'm fucking tough ass. I don't, I don't cry over this shit. But you, but you can't tell me there was no reason for someone not to cry in this episode. Because it's... No. It's something. Especially the end of this where there's one shot and Jodie Whittaker's face in it just gets me every time I've seen a screenshot of it throughout the day since watching the episode. Is there's that shot right as the dude on the bus comes down and he, and he like yells in her fucking face. Like, you gotta get off the... He doesn't say fuck me. He's like, you're going to get off the bus. You know, stand up yeah. now or something like that. And it cuts to a shot of the doctor sitting there in the robot in front. And the look on her face is like tense as fuck and or just doesn't want to be there. And it's just, you can tell her two hearts yeah. are breaking, I guess, at the, but knows yeah. that she just has to sit there. And, and we'll talk more about the end when we get to it. But I just think that last, those last couple minutes are so good. And not to say the rest of the episode was mediocre and just leads up to a really good last couple of minutes. I think the overall the episode was really good and it paced quite well, I felt, even though I feel I, d- I don't know if they didn't do the villain right. I don't like the way they got rid of him. I don't feel like they used him quite as well as they could have, but it was just like okay. even though not a, not a lot happens really when you think about it, but it was constantly yeah. moving, you know? And then you're like, what yeah. actually happened in this episode? And you're like, well, not, not really much happened, but it constantly felt like something was happening, so... Um, that's good. Um, one of the weird things I've seen complaints I want to touch on before moving on to what happens is people saying that this isn't Doctor Who because Doctor Who is supposed to be about sci-fi and shit, which is one of the funniest fucking things I've read all day. I swear the Doctor Who is a show that was created basically as a educational tool for kids. Like, Hey, we'll make a children's program where uh, a guy travels through time and you can take, go back in time to all, all olden days cavemen and whatever else and we can teach kids about stuff by incorporating it into a way they don't know they don't know they're being taught stuff so and also doctor who is about sci-fi where we go to alien planets and stuff but also time travel do, do, do people forget yeah. the element of time travel that's involved in the show and that means we often yeah, but time travel is not sci- science fiction i don't know and this it's, is where i'm this is where i'm like science. people who write these articles are just on this the doctor should be a, a, a lady side train thing because people are yelling stuff like you know historical figures doctor who doesn't do that didn't we have fucking um what's a big uh didn't we have churchill like in two or three episodes in matt smith's run yep yeah not to name the many other figures like cleopatra and whoever the fuck else we've run into but all of a sudden we pluck in we chuck in rosa parks and it's an issue ridiculous i mean we've had hitler on the show so I'm sure they love that though, Ash. You know, yep. you know what I'm saying. I'm sure they Speaking love that. that. <laughs> they really enjoyed the part where they didn't kill Hitler. There was... You've got to keep him alive. 
<laughs> Rockamani said, I thought they were going to lead, they were going to lead into that court case about the murder in the alley. Was there a murder? What was that? I don't know. What murder in the alley? So at the start, uh, when he picks up the, the napkin or what was it? The scarf or whatever for the lady and he gets slapped in the face. Oh. Yeah, yeah, okay. He said you shouldn't do that because the person turned up dead. Yeah, in no, the, that, I, that was just a. I think that was just a throwaway. Hey, they will, you know, they'll they'll kill black people. That's what happens to you. people. That's what happens if you fuck around. Yeah. All right, let's 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 jump in and start going through the, the episode. You say the episode opens with this Rosa Parks moment that's set. I've didn't I didn't quite catch the exact year, but it's like five to eight years before the time period that we get to, which is nineteen. Uh, was 1955. It? 1955. So it's it's like 1940s something prior. I've, it's a moment where it's basically just setting up what the what it's like, the segregation, the fact that she's not happy about having to get off the way the bus system works and all these sorts of things. But it also just seemed like a weird moment that should have been before the title card. Did you not feel that, or was that just me? Yeah, that was. The th- I thought that as the episode was starting, like, oh, they're not doing cold opens. Yeah. They, but they, they didn't do it last week either. Yeah, but they always used to, you know. And yeah. as soon as that moment started, that is a cold open. And then went, and then they cl- close in on that shot of Rosa Parks looking pissed off on the bus or whatever. And then you cut to, yeah. you know, theme yeah. song play. So that was, a, that was a little bit weird, I thought. But um, it was weird. Um, so then we get the TARDIS landing. The doctor pops her head out and says, nearly... Which I thought was quite funny because you can obviously tell she's having a, a hard time with the the TARDIS yeah, failure, which usual thing, usual the usual thing for it the is TARDIS. The yeah, it is the Doctor, and we the the TARDIS. I mean, let's the TARDIS took them here to stop this on purpose. You yeah, know? the the TARDIS. What about the other thirteen times though? Uh, <laughs> the, the TARDIS was working out what needed to go as well. Maybe the TARDIS was tracking the the bad guy. Let's just write some fanfic. Let's put some fanfiction in there. You know, it's fine. Um, <laughs> so then they, it's apparently the 14th attempt that they've had to get somewhere, which I saw people online saying, does that mean we've missed 14 episodes this? I'm like, no, it just means they've probably landed 14 times and never they've left the, the TARDIS the before this. Yeah, they've looked out the door and she's gone, oh, fuck. And then, well, she didn't say fuck, but they, and they continued <laughs> on. Um, but then they, they get signs of art on... Arton energy is what the TARDIS picks up, which is uh, the same sort of energy that apparently the TARDIS uses for its travel system. Don't know, like fuel, it's I guess. Time travel energy. It's time travel energy is the, basic. is the basic gist. I assume the Arton's a thing that's been mentioned before. I think it has briefly, but it's not something that's quite stuck in. Like my brain was like, I feel like I've heard that before, but you know how sometimes you think you've heard it before and it just turns out to be, you, you just think you have. But either way, time travel energy. Now, although. There are several things in this episode that I will point out when we get to them point out. There are several things in this episode that have clearly been pointed out beforehand. Um, yeah. So then they decide, decide to go investigate, of course, because the doctor's like, well, art on in, in, energy. We better go investigate that. That is something that we should be looking into. Um, and then this is where we get that scene that was talking about before where they, they leave and then walking down the street and the, the lady drops the, the handkerchief on the ground or whatever. And... Old mate Ryan, just trying to be a good lad, yeah, trying to yeah. you know help out, tries to hand it back to the the lady, and then straight away it's like, don't touch her, don't get your filthy black hands off my wife is the the quote, which yeah. straight away 
what are we like? We're like five. Sets if, tone. If, yeah, sets the tone. If anything, we're, we're five minutes into the episode, and it's like, okay, yeah, we're, we're going there. Yeah. In case yes. you thought that I Doctor mean, Who wasn't going to yeah. go there because it is a family the segregation show. Segregation that episode was they were just joking around with that. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, I thought they hardcore Mississippi. I mean, you could tell no, that Alabama. It's like okay, that's what the episode's going to be about. But then you do have that element of, but it's Doctor Who. It's a kids show. It's a family show whatever like how hard are we actually going to go on the racism when while we're here super um, hard and they went super hard on it and the only other show that i can think of in recent memory where someone's time traveled to the same sort of period and kind of tried to deal with it is actually legends of tomorrow i think it was the first season and yep. doctor who did it way better they they briefly yep. went over it in legends of tomorrow but they didn't even do it nowhere near the way doctor who handled it i think it. they did another episode with like slaves and stuff but yeah oh really but yeah. Um, that, sh- but that show is for what's well, for teenagers, adults, you know, it's for a yeah. more mature audience. But this show that's meant for all ages handled it a lot better, I felt, overall. So that was interesting. Um, so then they, they head off to a bar to, I don't really know why they had it. Like, let's ask around, see what, what what's going to happen, I, I guess, is the thing. You're hungry. Uh, and in case you still wasn't sure what you was in for this for this episode everyone's sitting around kind of staring at him and then a lady yeah it was a lady Like, okay. Okay. And I didn't think they yeah. would, like, they're obviously not going to say the actual N-word, you know. They're not going to say yeah. the, the hard N-word. That, that's the line. That's where their their line was, I guess, yeah. But to, to still hear it, um, to, to hear that sentence said on a family show is like, fuck. We're, yeah. <laughs> we're, we're, we're there. We're, we're doing it. We're, we're going hard. Um, so then we cut to a scene of our introduction to the the bad guy of the episode who spots the TARDIS. And at first I thought he was must have known who the, the Doctor is. But later we find out that like he, he knows it must be a TARDIS. Which I found weird because the TARDISes don't all look like phone boxes. No. So that's why I found it really weird that he's... Uh, and then because later in the episode he doesn't... He also doesn't know who the, the Doctor is. But it would maybe make sense. He's encountered other time lords before, or maybe he's heard about a a time lord with a police box. I maybe guess maybe he was in prison with a with, time lord. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, that's why I guess they're going to go with it. Um, but I still found it a bit weird. It's just like I think that's a a uh, I think that's a TARDIS, but old TARDISes don't look like that. So it was interesting. Yeah. Um, so then uh, the Doctor and they all come across this room or a warehouse or whatever that's hidden behind a um, temporal displacer, which I always like hearing. Oh no, the brief cuts, the bre- I think, was it the door and the briefcase both hidden behind temporal displacer? I think it was both in mm. the end. They both had like some things, but I like hearing okay. temporal, I like hearing temporal displacer thrown around because that term and that thing was introduced into the Doctor Who franchise from Torchwood. 
and okay. I'm, I, how much I love Torchwood. Yeah, so Tor- Torchwood brought in Temporal Displacer as Not surprising. A, seeing as Chris Chibnall was a big part of Torchwood, so. Yeah. Oh, per- Perception Filter, sorry, I'm saying the wrong thing. Yeah. Perception Filter. Perception Filter, they used, um, like, access to the ele- elevator in Torchwood. Yeah. That was a whole thing, yeah, and then they brought it into Doctor Who later, so. Um, Temporal Displacer is the thing he begins firing. His gun, which to me looks like what I use at work to scan stock before marking if its date's going to come out soon. <laughs> That's what it looked like. That's what it reminded me yeah. of. It was weird. Um, yeah, so they, they go in and they find this briefcase just sitting perfectly in the middle of this warehouse room, just sitting there quite yeah. nicely. Just, just I mean, it's hidden away, but it's still just weird how it's... There, there it is. Yeah, it's behind you the just thing, put it to the side? Just something. Make it a little bit harder. I mean, it's hidden, anyone. but... It's hidden, but... Come on. Uh, so then it starts blasting off with his temporal displacer, starts chasing them outside. Uh, they all hide behind, what, what, what are we saying they are? Like water things, I guess, or something like that. Um, and then the, the doctor, of course, goes and has a conversation with him and re- he reveals that he knows what TARDIS is. He's asking, is that a TARDIS? She's like, oh, maybe, maybe who the, who the fuck are you? <laughs> like, what are you doing? I see, I see you've got a vortex manipulator on your hand there, which of course we've seen Captain Jack Harkness use, uh, River Song use, uh, a few other people that I can't remember off the top of my head, but sev- used it. Oh, briefly, know. I suppose, but it, it, it always just reminds me of Ka- yeah, of course, Jack Harkness, because that's where we we first originally, I suppose. Or although more people probably think of River Song at this stage, because that was her main means of time yeah. travel, I guess, was a vortex manipulator. Um, and then she quotes basically a Matt Smith Doctor line, which is cheap and nasty time travel. Yeah, which is a 11th doctor cool. line that he used for it which i thought was nice so although we're we're not getting too many hardcore on the nose references to past doctor who stuff you're getting these nice little little things there for people who can pick on which is which is good so basically she's like your your gun's out of bullets or whatever it's out of manipulation yeah. I don't, like what are we Battery's <laughs> dead. it's out of you need to recharge that you need to stick it on um, so she sonics him, which I found quite funny because she goes to walk away and then comes back and it's like <laughs> up down and then <laughs> walks away, which was, was funny. And then they go off to leave and to gather their pieces and figure out what's going on. So they, they head off to this hotel where, and we'd seen this shop before and I never realized, and I, it's simply because I never looked at it closely enough, I guess, because this exact shop that I can't have if watching the video version or, or live on Twitch.tv slash Explosion Network is... The sign says whites only. And this shot was in yeah. the, the trailer. It was yeah. released as a solo picture, I remember, at some stage. And I'd never bothered to read what was on the site at all. So it wasn't until watching <laughs> the episode, I was like, oh, okay. I get it. That's. that's I think maybe they've been cropped in places. Do they could have? Like hidden things. it? Maybe. It's a possibility, I suppose. So they, they sneak into the hotel. They climb up for a uh, back window. In the back window. Yeah, they... It's a single somehow. story hotel. Yeah, no, it seemed like yeah, no, hello. The doctor's like, don't kill anyone, but we will break laws. <laughs> it's like she's. Yeah. We, we don't have a too hardcore like laws. I don't like. She'll yeah. run an orange light, doctor. That's what we've got. You know, we're, we're pushing them. That's how far we'll, we'll push the boundaries here. Although, put a pin in my problems with doctor. You know, varying degrees of what her what's okay and not is like not okay in her book because we'll come back to that when we get to dealing with the villain later which i found interesting yeah. so in the hotel she pulls out a marker 
and they try and start writing on the wall to figure out what's going on, which was quite funny because as soon as she begins writing on the wall, Graham's freaking out like, no, no, you can't, you'll do it to the we'll thing. lose your deposit. Yeah, you'll lose your deposit. I love Graham, by the way. Still stand by my comments. He's yeah, the best he, of them. I think he's probably the best at the moment. Come on. Yeah, he is. Oh, it's, it's so good. And then he's like, you're not Banksy. And then she turns around and goes, or am I? Which I actually laughed out loud quite a lot at because she delivered that line just like the slow turnaround of or am I especially with Banksy in the news lately because of the yeah. painting shredding and stuff just made me laugh and they would have been recording prior to that so I think yeah. the timing of this episode and the Banksy jokes worked out quite unless well unless she is Banksy in real life makes sense. in real yeah. life Jodie Whittaker is actually Banksy heard it here folks heard it here folks you'll never in know life. <laughs> um, so then they're trying to work it all out and then they hear a knock on the door and it's this police officer that we had seen kind of creeping around when they were leaving the the bar beforehand. Although at the time I thought it was actually going to turn out to be the, the proper bad guy creeping around in the cop car, but it's just a normal cop going, what the fuck is the, the black guy and the, the Mexican lady, quote unquote, sneaking around, although she's not, which is the thing. But um, it's this really racist cop just trying to track them down, I guess. Um, and then... As they're about to open up the door, they go to clear the the the, the mic off the, the, the wall again and we get another good line and the doctor sonics it and it kind of just disappears like magic ink. And then she says, Banksy doesn't have one of those. <laughs> and, and and then it follow, follows up with, or do I? <laughs> so all of this was really good. And I, I think for this scene, which this is another quite heavy scene because you do have to wonder if, if Yaz and Ryan hadn't escaped, then... Like, I feel like this scene could go quite dark, I guess is my point. You know, like alternative yeah. alternative version, what happens to those two if he bursts down the bathroom door in a minute and finds them there? I, f- I feel like it's a... Everybody runs. That's what happens. Well, in this, in Doctor Who, I suppose they would just magically get away with it. But I suppose real life scenario, he's, he's going in there to presumably beat them up or something arrest, along them, those, arrest them or something along those lines, I guess is... Is my is my point? So, I, I feel like the 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 humor they've mixed in this this quite tense scene works well, and I I appreciate that later when they get down to the final Rosa scene, they don't try and mix in humor. But here, I think they did it well because they they kind of top end the humor, and then it gets very serious for a moment where it's like fuck if he finds them, what's going to happen? And then they end it with humor as well, which I liked. Yeah. Um. So he enters and they try and so, like soft talk him, I guess, you know, about what's going and steer him clear of the bathroom. But eventually he, he um, well, they did have that nice Steve Jobs line as well, yeah. where he's, he's like, Graham's what are you doing? What? Yeah. Graham's like, we're here to sell stuff. Nobody. Oh, what are you here trying to sell? A phone that happens to have a camera and a calendar. I love how calendar was a go-to like thing for a <laughs> smartphone. It, it's not like it plays games or... Well, I suppose they wouldn't know what a games is. But, like, of all the different features that you could use in a smartphone, it's like, it's a phone with a camera and a calendar. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> I wouldn't go there, but um, calls himself Steve Jobs, which was also quite nice. And then Cop uh, kicks down the door. Luckily, Gaz and Ryan had pissed off out the window, luckily. And then it's as nice. the, the cop's leaving, you do get this another really great shot of Jodie Whittaker where Graham puts her arm um, sorry, Graham puts his arm around the doctor and then she kind of looks at him like his arm after the, doc- the cop leaves like, Ugh, what, <laughs> what are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> Which I thought was quite good. Um, 
So then when they cut to another shot, or well, they cut to the shot of Yaz and Ryan hiding behind the bin, and they have this really great conversation that I feel... And this is the thing about this episode. I feel like this, this episode is really good for many reasons. Like, uh, does so many things great. But I think, of course, given the world's current political climate, there is... It, it just, is very relevant. It's very relevant in a lot of ways. Um, and that's just taking in the Rosa Parks stuff. But then also, I think having Ryan and Yaz have this conversation about what they deal with in their own lives back in current day and then picturing, you know, kids watching this at home and he, um, especially if they could relate to those characters and seeing them have conversations about, you know, cause Ryan's like, why do I get pulled over more than my white mates? And Yaz is saying, why do I get called a fucking terrorist when I'm investigating? Why am I the, the packy when I'm, you know, all the, these slurs yep. and, uh, stereotypes and whatever else that's going going out. So I thought that was another really good conversation that they had quickly in there as well. Um, and none of the, none. I would say none of anything that's in this episode is on the note. I, I didn't feel like I didn't even feel like this bin conversation was bin conversation. I didn't feel like the conversation they had behind the bin was on the nose. It felt natural. A little bit. You reckon? I, feel, I, I feel think like it, the problem is a lot of places have been doing this that conversation. I guess. I feel like I've seen it a lot of different shows and stuff, so it's a bit difficult to be to feel fresh or I feel like given they just new. ran out a window chased by a cop and have got cold names several times in the episode prior to this it wasn't like they encounter one racist thing and then they automatically go into a monologue about racism, you know, it's it's halfway through the episode, once they've already you know, had the bar experience had the, the experience with the handkerchief just had to dive out a window, that's why I feel like it's it works, because it's not yeah. The first 10 minutes right on your nose, as soon as they have a racist experience, they just go into a monologue about it. I feel like no, it just felt more natural. Yeah. yeah, they build to it. Um, so then they find Rosa Parks by tracking down. They grab a bunch of buses, bus routes, and they look up her address, and they find out where they work. Um, she works. Yeah, and Stalking in the back. Old days. Is old, old days stalking was a lot harder. Yeah. She's like, find her <laughs> Facebook. Figure out where the fuck she's going. Um, look up Rose, Park, Rose Parks on Snapchat. See what What's she's Rose doing. Parks yeah. yeah. <laughs> what she got on there. But, uh, so they figured that all that out and then, uh, get on the bus with her, of course, which is a quite funny scene because they kind of Wait, get I on. I want to mention again, Graham's background as a bus driver comes back to be important. That is true. That's true. He's like, I'll go talk to the lads and <laughs> figure out what's going on. This whole season, they're just like, look, his bus driver stuff wasn't important. It's always. I know all the history of bus drivers. Everywhere. Every bus driver I knew him. Ever. For all of history, yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to be... James Blake? Know who he is. <laughs> um, so they figure out, and they get on the bus, and it's quite a weird scene, because she's kind of sitting there, and then, of course, these British people that she bumped into and saved from getting uh, hung by a noose, I suppose, is uh, just kind of on the bus again. She's like, hey, yeah, I remember you, weird British people. It's sure, what do you, what do you want? And it's like, is this, a, <laughs> is this the bus route you take every day? Uh, yeah, okay, I'm going to get off now. And then she gets off, and then Ryan's just very badly... Um, for trying to so follow her. Like, he's like a meter behind her. And then he has this, he's like talking to himself, like, I'm stalking Rosa Parks. I'm like, no, you're not. You're literally walking on her heels, basically. It's, it's. You're walking with Rosa you're Parks. You're walking with Rosa Parks, yeah. <laughs> at the, at you're meant stage. to be stalking her. You're just walking with <laughs> You're just walking with Rosa Parks. Just admit that's what's happening. Um, so, yeah, he goes off and heads off to her. And of course, they have this little talk where she's like, are you trying to follow me? Blah, 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 blah. He's like, no, nah, I'm going to be part of the movement i think he says something if it, it, if it isn't it makes the same sense and then she says yeah come on can you what's it what i didn't understand what he she said can you 
What the coffee? Do you want to serve coffee? Oh, serve coffee. I didn't even hear that. Okay. I didn't, I wasn't quite sure yeah. what she said. I was like, what, what is, I didn't, I didn't know if it was like an old day word for making. I, I don't know. I was lost for a moment, but yeah. Okay. Do you want to serve the coffee? That makes a lot more sense. And then we, uh, the doctor heads back to the, uh, the warehouse or whatever it is. The, yeah. The doctor heads yeah. back to the warehouse where we found the, the bad guy, uh, and she confronts him. Well, She's kind of, she pulls a tricky. She's over the briefcase. She's fucking around with it, looking around. She knows he's coming. And then right as he's about to blast away, old Sonic, old, old, old sonic Aru got him. Can't, can't, can't escape the power of the Sonic, you know? Uh, so they, then they have a conversation, of course, because he has nothing to do at this stage and reveals his name is Crass Cow, which I still find funny because it just makes me think of a pissed off cow. You're like a crass cow yeah you, you get it ash you get it crass cow that tells like dirty jokes yeah yeah oh there you go yeah it's a, it's a dirty <laughs> cow joke uh, <laughs> um he reveals that he was from storage ca storm cage facility which of course is the big prison cell we've visited many times where river song is um was ah. hung up for that many years that is what it is the the galaxy's you know the biggest the baddest the worst go to storm cage and that is where river song was uh put because she killed the the best man in the universe that's what the the point was spoilers so spoilers for seasons ago <laughs> but yeah it's fine uh so yeah that's what storm crows was so that that's a i mean it makes sense that it's not even a callback at this stage i feel like that's just where you're keeping continuity of your show because you can't you yeah. can't have river song be put in what is the worst prison the highest you know whatever and then you introduce a and villain Herbert and say the only person who's ever been yeah there. and then you meet another villain who's like i was in the the biggest worst uh, prison in the galaxy called something completely different there's a nice little bit of continuity nice little world building really is what it is i suppose um and then he also reveals that he had a neural restrictor put inside his brain to so he can't kill anyone is basically what it is so as much as yeah. he may want to kill rose parks he couldn't if he wants to and his plan is basically to his plan is his... to stop rosa parks from alter the timeline That's alter the timeline because he wants he never wants the yeah, because he's, he's racist. I mean, that's what it boils down to. The bad guy is a really racist person from the future. They never really explain why he's so racist towards... Because uh, the other thing that doesn't make sense to me and is because, of course, if he's 2,000 years or whatever in the future, right, there's all of these different alien races and species and all sorts of things, but his problem is human black people. You know, human black people. Yeah. I imagine he's pretty xenophobic as well. Do you reckon, it, do you reckon it, he's just right, like, he hates, he's Cybermen, lizard people, you know, everything throughout the whole galaxy? Because that's, that's the one thing I'm like. It's probably like, it started with the black people. It's so, okay. <laughs> that's, it started then, interacting with them. It sounds like some I fucking. Like the gay marriage thing where everything. Yeah. I was about to say, when, when you say it, it sounds like a joke, but it kind of in the context Doctor makes it makes sense because it sounds like some ultra right-winger thing to say first we give black people rights next second lizard people have rights but in context of doctor who and this character it could be a possibility of what actually went through his mind yep. <laughs> <laughs> same time you can say that sentence and it, it not to be complete nonsense uh so yeah he has neural structure he can't fix it out and he wants to he also reveals that he killed up to or close to two thousand people somehow which 
Yeah. They never say how, why, By what, when. Just yeah. Just they're like, hey, just killed. Possibly could have killed that many people. Who knows? Uh, back with Ryan though, he's uh, right inside the house to serve coffee, as I now know. <laughs> Didn't know beforehand, <laughs> but he's uh, taking side and he meets Rose's friends. One, of course, happens to be Martin Luther King, and they just have a. It's a obligatory scene, I suppose, for the the show. It it doesn't really add anything to the episode, I feel, but they're like, well, we're here already. We got Rosa. Let's stick Dr. King in as well. I don't, it, but he doesn't yeah. add anything to the episode, is my only... No, he's just there. It's just a, it's a cool moment, I, I guess, character-wise, yeah. but to me, it was like... I, I could have done without it, personally. I didn't feel like it yeah. was super important. He didn't take anything away from the episode. No. didn't improve it at all. No. It's just... It's like, here's a moment. He, he meets... He gets to meet both Rosa Parks and... Uh, Martin Luther King. Martin Luther King. Although his whole thing where he's like, my nan loves you. And then I can't remember who the off yeah. guy was supposed to be. I don't my know. husband. Was it? Oh, okay. It was Rosa Parks' husband, yeah. Okay. Um, and he says about, you know, all the, all the old ladies, old ladies or whatever, love you. Love you. <laughs> uh, Martin. That was, that was a funny one. Um, so then we find out that uh, Crasco is, is basically going to cause them a whole lot of trouble. And... His his plan is to fuck up the doctor and everyone's plan to get the bus driver who needs to be there on time with bus full of people. And that's what the episode becomes at this point. It's a bit of a cat and mouse, uh, Tom yeah. and Jerry-esque thing. I, I don't really know. It's like a some some sort of cartoon here for, for, for the next little bit, I guess. So, Kraskow... Uh, I didn't mention Blankton's name. Kraskow has gone to the bus driver and said, hey, uh, someone's covered your shift. You're, you're on holidays. You can go for holidays. So he's got rid yep. of James. What's his name? Whatever his name is. He's got rid of him. He's he's going off fishing, which is what he's telling Graham when he's out playing pool with him. Pool. Uh, I'll give what, pro- props Graham to Graham. With all the bus drivers, yeah. yeah. But Graham gets on with any and old bus drivers. I'll, I'll give Graham props. He's out there playing that game and with all the racist remarks that dude's just throwing around, you can tell he's kind of like, just bounce that off me, yeah. just bounce that off me and I'll, I'll continue playing, but that's, uh, I don't really like being here, but I'll do what I need to do. So they find out the bus things change and that the plan comes into action that they're basically going to, uh, head the doctor and Yaz head to the new bus driver's place. Say, yeah. Hey, taxi is coming in 30 minutes. You're going to get on a plane and you're going to head off to, Los Angeles to meet Fr- Frank Sinatra. And of course he's like, oh, my wife loves Frank Sinatra. That's great. And this is all some callback to a throwaway line that they had near the start of the episode where the doctor says that she gave Elvis a mobile phone, but not to tell anyone. And now Elvis gave the mobile phone to Frank Sinatra. And see, at first I thought they were just straight up lying. Like, yeah. <laughs> get in a taxi, get to the airport. I was going to get to the airport and they weren't going to go anywhere. But then as they're leaving the place, cause he's, he, the bus driver's like, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll pack. We'll go. Then she says that line about lucky that Frank, uh, Elvis gave that phone to Frank. Frank. Yeah, so I'm like, Oh, whatever. she's actually apparently called up Frank Sinatra and said, you know, get this, let me help out this bus driver or whatever, which I was like, okay, they could have got to go, could have got away of lying, but you need to do what you need to do. And then Graham and Ryan head down to the fishing spot that Graham got told about the night before, while he's playing pool and they head down there and they do this quite funny scene where they just basically fuck up this dude's day really badly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's quite funny. 
everything from Graham just pulling up down there, being yelling and shouting, you know, like, hey, how are you going? You good? We fucking put the fishing rods in. And of course, Ryan puts his hand on him and then the, he freaks yeah. out because, you know, don't touch me, you fucker. Uh, and then they say, what, what do they say? He uh, tells him there's going to be protests on the buses. Yeah, pro- all, all the black people are going to do a protest on the buses and whatever else, whatever. So, of course, the bus driver freaks out because he's real. Because he's racist. Because he's racist, yeah. <laughs> he freaks out because he's racist and he heads back. And then those two are like, high five, fuck yes, we've done it. But then uh, Kraskow, who's a little bit ahead of him. Well, that's the thing. He had to have been watching all this, surely. Like, because if he's just sitting there, the bus driver turns up, he didn't just say, hold on, I'll get your bus and then smash the windows. So he would have had to have been yeah. paying some sort of attention. Unless he just smashed the bus just in case something like this happened, I guess. But yeah, yeah so the bus driver goes to the deep depot or something, I suppose, I suppose, where he's meant to be picking up the bus. And they find out that he's smashed it up so he can't drive anymore. So he's like, oh, guess you'll have to go back to fishing, I guess, or something like that. Yeah. Um, then... I got, I got lost where I was fucking even supposed to be going there for a second. All right, here we go. Graham heads off once again using his bus driver powers, if you want to call it that. And he tracks down... His actual ability to drive a bus. His actual ability to drive a bus, yeah. And he, he gets another bus. And this this was the weirdest scene in the episode, I feel. Because they get a bus. They get in it. Him and the doctor, Graham and, and the doctor, get in a bus somehow, steal it or whatever. Unless his uh, bus driver license just happens to go backwards and forwards in time, of being able to just take one out, um, and then they just pull up right next to where the bus driver's standing, and it appears he's standing at a bus stop, I guess. So he was a bus yeah. driver trying to get on a bus. It was a whole weird thing, and then they're just like, the bus driver just goes really dumb here because after everything that's happened in the episode, he's still just like, this is right, I guess, you know, because they're, they're like, here you go, you got to do your job, and he's, he doesn't argue for a second. She's like, seems right probably am probably just head off go do my job i guess you know it just it was just also, a little bit weird yeah. yeah also at some point um the doctor and yaz go see rosa parks again and then oh, get the her to fix yeah. her quote so they have an excuse for yaz to stay with mm. rosa parks to make sure she makes her Keep an eye on her. although yeah. real uh, at worst what was going to happen if yaz was just standing there like i'll oh, just chill chat joking rosa parks is going to call the cops on her no no. <laughs> yeah, that's what... She'd just think it was weird. Yeah, she probably would have thought it. Yeah. Um, it is odd that she's like, at one point, she, they, she's not liked, and then she's allowed to sit in the white section on the bus. Yeah, the um, the Yaz thing. Yeah. Yeah, well, I suppose they, they have that whole line about apparently 1950 McGonery only hate black people, and then if you're anything else, you're white, apparently. But when, they didn't serve Mexicans at the restaurant. In the bar, they didn't serve Mexicans, quote unquote Mexicans. Yeah. Um, but apparently on, on, apparently on the bus, it's black people and everyone else. Apparently. Yeah. Although okay. when she sits okay. down in the seat for white people, you can see the people behind her kind of being like, yeah, uh, like you're not white. So <laughs> it says white, but you're not black. Like, <laughs> so what do we just, do what are the rules someone help us out here how does our racist handbook work where is my, yeah where's my racist hand guide <laughs> what to do what to do when you're a racist and <laughs> this sort of thing happens to you so yeah they they um so doctor is uh on the thing basically just chilling around going around on the bus uh graham's yeah graham's there as well then you got yaz hanging around with 
Rose Parks waiting until time, and then you got Ryan running around trying to make sure people actually get up to the bus because Kraskow has been hanging up signs and stuff on bus stops saying like out of service and things like this. It, yeah. yeah. So then all this kind of ha- oh, the next part kind of all happens at the same time. You got you you got Rose Parks finishing up fixing up the, do- the doctor's coat, and then Yaz being like, "Fuck, quick, we gotta go." Come on, she grabs her, pulls down pulls downstairs. Let's let's get the hell out of here. And then Ryan bumps into Kraskow, and now. The way they deal with the villain, I don't really like because up until the stage, he's been very smart. You know, he's, he's knocking little things happening and he's just sitting in the middle of the road trying to block it, which I suppose is a last resort, it seems, even though he's... Yeah. It's like, he doesn't feel like he's at last resort stage, but he seems like he's doing a last resort thing. And then Ryan, of course, just pulls out the temporal displacer and displaces him away. So he was shot, he was shot like the Weeping Angels somewhere until... Yeah. Somewhere into the future. Somewhere into the future. To return time. in the future date. Yeah. But there the are so many... Bench. It It felt like, with everything that had been happening up to this stage, it felt like they should have only dealt with him at, like, the last second, you know? Make it a lot more tense. So, they're pulling up I something. Know. I don't know how exactly you like make it work. They knew it was going to be tense, so they just got it out of the way. Got, got rid of him? I don't know. It, but yeah. it just felt like he went out... The fact he got temporal displaced just seemed cheap to a degree i guess like, a little bit a little bit but it's fine it's it's not terrible but just felt not thing so then we get to the the final scene because ryan makes his way to the bus did we do it yeah cool i'll go sit at the back of the bus and then of course yaz brings down rosa parks and they sit on the bus and what they do with the finale i think is really smart the way they they kind of go about it because it's not your usual Doctor saves the day. They all walk away and watch from a distance as his, which because they've done episodes like this before, you know, where they fix time or put time back the way it should happen, and then the yeah. Doctor and companions have sat back from the distance and been like, you know, dust their hands off, like, good job, we did it. There's a the thing. It's happening. That's what was supposed to happen. Instead, they put them very close and part of history, and not just part of history in like kind of something like the moon landing or whatever where it's like oh yeah the moon landing whatever it's putting him part of history of something it's a positive but it's a negative you know what i mean like yeah it's a positive in the long run that we now know and that's the reason they still want it to happen of course the reason they're making it happen but it's a awful thing to sit for i suppose it's the it's the problem no one wants to be part of it but i think the smartest thing they did is the fact that Graham stands up and says, because Yaz and everyone's talking, yeah, we've got the numbers right. If we, we can get off at the next stop. Everything will be cool. And the doctor's sitting there kind of counting seats, trying to work it all out. And then Graham stands up and saying, you know, come on. And the doctor says, no, we have to stay on the seats. And then because people walk on the bus at the same time and start sitting down or whatever, Graham is actually the person left standing that is the reason that uh, Rosa, has to Rosa Parks has to give up a seat. So they tied it into... Not just a random, but Graham is actually the reason. So Graham, who just lost his black uh, wife and obviously is anything yeah. but racist, had to be the person who causes such a racist event. I quite liked how it all puts in. I like his reaction too of, you know, I don't want to be part of this. Um, the delivery yeah. of those lines and everything like this. And then this whole sequence, I think, is shot really well. I think the song choice was spot on for it i think it's everyone's acting is amazing the shots they use 
I mean, we kind of went over it a bit at the, st um, at the start, of course, but it just it just plays out really, really well. And I think I think this five minute section by itself is just you know perfection, perfection, perfection. Just so, do you have any other comments on it or? No, I think we covered pretty much everything. It's interesting that they've got a projector or something in the TARDIS now, I guess. I think they've used that before, though, haven't they? When I saw it, I wasn't surprised. Not recently, I don't feel. Maybe not recently, but I felt like it had been used before. Okay, so, yeah. Let's go, last part, of course. Let's talk about the villain and rate the villain. Kraskow. Kraskow. What would you rate Kraskow? I guess like a five. It is very uninteresting. Un it was there solely to give them the sole purpose of being involved in the Rosa Parks storyline. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think I'll give it a six because they could bring him back, and I'd, I'd actually if he came back, I wasn't. I wouldn't be like, oh fuck. I'd be like, okay, what are you gonna do with? Because he's crazy, future, full racist from. Like that whole aspect, like, I find to a degree interesting. I yeah, suppose, I guess it's, it's something. It is so interesting. They they just didn't explore it heaps in this episode, which that of course they didn't need racist. to. They they needed yeah time traveling race. That's the that's the the sequel to the time traveler's wife, the time traveling racist. Um, they needed <laughs> someone, of course, to fuck up history so they could put it back together, yeah. so they could do these still things. Although, let me ask you a real question: Was the real villain of this episode racism? Yeah, I think it's always the villain. What do you rate racism as this week's villain? <laughs> uh, it's like that? a nine. <laughs> a nine. <laughs> it's pretty. It was pretty bad. I, I'm I, giving I, th it a I feel 10. like it's got staying power. <laughs> Come on, I'm, I'm giving racism a ten. A ten. You don't reckon it's a ten? Okay, I'll give it a 10. Race Come on. A 10. I'm trying to put in the, I, mean, I feel like there's a right and wrong answer to this one, surely. <laughs> Same time you get to say racism is a 10. <laughs> when it comes to being a villain, racism yeah. is a 10. Although, I mean, my point... It just wasn't consistent. That's the only thing. <laughs> I, I honestly do feel like... The, I mean, the real, villain of the, the real villain of the episode did feel more like it's racism then. Or white people. Kraskow. Yeah, or white people. There's a real villain to this day, Ash. There's the problem. <laughs> white people. Um, so any final thoughts on the episode? Anything we missed? Any random things? No, I feel like this is going to be like a seminal episode, though. It's going to be talked about for a while. I agree, and I have no problem with that. And if, and we and when we get to the end of this season of Fish Fingers and Custard, I'll probably just you know we'll do the rate rate the the, the episodes for the season. And let's let's be honest. It, this is going to be up there. If there's something better than this, please give it to me. I'm, I'm quite happy to have two yeah. amazing episodes, but I this is easily one of the best, as far as I'm concerned, in New yeah. And a lot of my other favorite episodes, you know, I can pick them like the, they'll be like, they're more Doctor-centric stories, whereas yeah. I just feel like this one just stands alone and just tells such a powerful story that's accessible for all audiences and can be used as an educational tool and some, you know, just I like it. I like, I like it. I like it a lot. Um, last, question, well, last question before wrapping up this week's episode. What do you think of the, the next week on thing and are you afraid of spiders? Uh, 
I don't like spiders, but I'm not like arachnophobic. Okay. So. I fucking hate spiders. It'd be interesting. I I hate spiders to the to the point where, like, if I see one, I'll try and get someone else to handle it for me. Okay. Yeah. I'm not like yeah. a, I'm not like. I can see a picture and not freak out, you know. So not, you'll be okay watching the episode. I'll be week. okay watching the episode, but at the same time, spiders nope. are a spiders are a no no, you know. <laughs> and they don't show in that the next time on what they they don't even tease what they're going to look like, you know. The, the episode's called Arachnoids and whatever or something along those lines, and we know it's going to be something along those lines. So now, now I'm just like, is it going to be really messed up? Is it going to like? creepy crawlies on my skin for the rest of the night please I don't want it I don't want it to be a thing don't make that don't make that be don't make that a thing please Ash save me Ash will you save me yeah will you save me uh, also shout out to Vinette Robinson who played Rosa Parks so she thought she did a really good job I don't know if we mentioned she was. I might have accidentally forgot to say her name amongst all the just presuming that she was solely Rosa Parks and that's all she did yeah yeah. They cast Rosa Parks. They got the actual Rosa Parks from the- 1955. <laughs> That'd be uh, <laughs> some way to go about it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, thank you for for this week's episode of uh, Fish Fingers and Custard. If you're watching on youtube.com slash Explosion Network, where you can watch the, the video version of the show uh, after it goes up 24 hours after it airs on twitch.tv slash Explosion Network, which is where you can watch it live as we're recording it. And then if you'd like to only listen to it in your earballs, it is available on your podcast services, be that Apple Podcasts to Spotify to whatever the other ones are. We don't list them all. There's too many. But whatever and however you like to ingest your fish fingers with custard, I hope it tastes good. You can follow Ashley Hobley. That should be the new tagline. It's really good, right? I just made that yeah. one up. It's pretty good, though. I might I might let that one stick for the rest of the show. Um, you can follow Ashley Hobley on Twitter, at Ashley Hobley. A-S-H-L-E-Y. H-O-B-L-E-Y. One yep. day I'll fuck it up and you'll be like, no, let me do my Twitter like, handle. Yep. <laughs> That's it. You can't do it anymore. But for now, we're, we're, it's, I'll, I'll stick to it. Thank you. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at V-I-V-A-L-A-D-I-L. Uh, this is, of course, a product of the Explosion Network. You can head on over to ExplosionNetwork.com for all our many shows, programs, and thingamabobs, including what do you want to watch, where we talk about other TV programs, movies, and entertainment things. You can subscribe to that on your podcast services and read TV, movie reviews, and news as well explosionnetwork.com and then subscribe to the places wherever you want and talk to us there and do all the things until next week I oh, know uh, give me a sign off Ash give it you can do it do it do it do it for me do it um asteroids are cool I guess asteroids are I cool I mean it's gonna be named some- after something in space asteroids are right bye I mean they sell <laughs> stars for like 20 bucks or something <laughs> <laughs>